Hey, what's up, and welcome to Interpreting the Stars. This is a podcast that is designed to go in-depth into a movie to review it without spoiling anybody and explain what each and every star on a 1 in 100 star rating represents. Have you ever wondered why one movie might be rated 78% and another movie rated 79 what dictates that single percentage? Well, I'm here to help. At least I'm going to try to. And I'm going to interpret the stars. Starting off with uh, 2017's Blade Runner 2049. Uh, first off, I want to say that I wasn't a huge fan of the first Blade Runner movie. I know it's a classic. I know it's one of the few movies that really determined Harrison Ford's career. Uh, in the long run, I do understand all that. Uh, I just wasn't a fan of it because it was pretty boring, in my opinion. Uh, it, it did come up with a concept that was kind of revolutionary at the time, uh, questioning what it really means to be human, to be alive. But a lot of movies since then have taken a look at that very co same concept and they haven't been boring they've been really exciting uh so it really comes down to a, a preference game at this point so i didn't really care to see blade runner 2049 to begin with but at the same time i did think that it could benefit off of today's technology uh today's form of storytelling filmmaking all that uh fun jazz uh so without further ado let's let's get into it we're gonna be talking about uh the mo movie review and we're going to be splitting it up into six different categories uh and each different category has different subcategories uh as well starting off with the people category all right, first off, we're going to be looking at the people category. The people category goes over five different subcategories, uh, which are acting, characters, casting, importance, and chemistry. Uh, this kind of acts as a sort of um, checklist, really. So the first thing I want to talk about is the acting. Um, the acting was pretty well done, in my opinion. I think out of everything in this category, the acting's where it was at. Everybody did a really good job. Everybody was in their element. Everybody was moody and broody and excellent as far as what they were going for for uh, Blade Runner 2049. So as far as this goes, I'm definitely going to give acting full credit here uh, and say... Uh, two out of two possible stars for that. And by the way, the way that I rate these things is pretty simple. Um, each subcategory can get uh, three different things. One is zero stars if it was specifically or noticeably bad. Uh, two out of two possible stars is if it was the opposite, if it was specifically or noticeably good. Uh, one was neither here or there. It's what you uh, imagine it would be. It didn't surprise you. It just was what it was. There was nothing to really report there. In this case, the acting actually was pretty good. So this is where the two out of two comes in. So this is where the first couple stars come in. Next up, we're going to be looking at the characters, casting, importance, and chemistry. All of these actually only get 
the the one star each because nothing really impressed me. It was exactly as I imagined it would be, and uh, nothing was super memorable in my opinion. So, if you look at the characters, I don't think any of the characters really really impressed me all that much. Um, I won't be going far in this life thinking, oh man, these were some really memorable characters because, you know, they really weren't. Uh, they were fine, and that's as far as I'll really say about it. Um, so that only gets one out of two possible stars. Casting's kind of the same. While this has a pretty expansive and impressive cast, uh, I don't think any of them were really born to play the roles. Maybe, maybe Harrison Ford. Uh, but that pretty much comes down to as far as it gets. Uh, Harrison Ford was really good, and, and you know everybody that played their roles were, were really well done. Like I said, with the with the acting, but at the same time, could have anybody else played these roles in just the same amount of greatness? Probably. So that gets one out of two possible stars. Uh, importance. Now this kind of gets a little bit confusing to be completely honest with you because uh, while I do think there are some roles that definitely play quite a bit of uh, an important role in the movie, I don't think everybody does. In fact, because everybody is kind of equally broody and mysterious, uh, they all kind of blend together. And because they blend together, it's hard to see the importance that everybody actually plays in the movie. And, and instead, it all kind of comes together in one big ball of just broody and moody blahness, in my opinion. So for that, I'm going to have to also give one out of two possible stars. As far as chemistry is considered, I wouldn't really call this a chemistry-centric movie. It's not a huge, important part of the movie. Though it could be in certain regards, though... It never really feels like it. And you never really love the characters to the point where it's like, oh god, their chemistry together is fascinating. It really pulls me in. In fact, uh, for the most part, it's just, nah, it's alright. It's okay. It's, it, it's nothing that, you know, is crazy or anything. It's just typical stuff. Like I said, one out of two possible stars, uh, stuff for that. So, for that, all together, we, for the people category, we get 6 out of 10 possible stars. Next up, we're going to be looking at the writing category. And the writing category also has 5 different subcategories. Stay tuned. Our next up, we're looking at the writing category, which goes into 5 different subcategories. Like I said, these subcategories are dialogue, balance, story depth, originality, and how interesting it actually is. So, when it comes down to these, uh, the dialogue, I will say, is definitely important because it helps you interpret what's going on in the movie. While I don't think any of the dialogue is super quotable, I, I do think that it is very important for how the film progresses. And because of that, I definitely have to give this full credit and say two out of two possible stars. The balance of the film is neither here or there. And the reason why I say that is because it's, 
it's both important and not in, at the same time. It is a very simplistic story that has to do with trying to find a specific replicant. And once again, I'll try to uh, stay away from spoilers as much as humanly possible. So I won't go into why they're looking for this specific replicant. But all just to say, they're looking for a specific replicant throughout the movie. Which makes it a, a simple uh, plot. However, that being said that simple plot kind of gets twisted and uh, contorted around because there's so many characters, so many different locations, everybody's doing their own thing, uh, stretching the movie a little bit thinner in order to make it feel more authentically sci-fi-ish, if I, if I dare to say so. Um, so while it does have a simple plot, it kind of feels like it's a little convoluted because so much is going on. So for that... I'm definitely going to have to say uh, one out of two possible stars. As far as story depth is considered, it's just like the first one. It still continues the idea and questions the whatever the heck makes us human. What makes us alive? What really defines us in that certain life? And that is a good deep, meaningful, discussion-worthy topic uh, that does make you think. It might be, you know, rehashing a lot of what the first movie did, but that being said, it does it in a good way. So, for that, I'm definitely going to have to say two out of two possible stars for story depth. As far as originality is considered, while it does introduce a lot of newish type things when it comes down to the movie... Uh, it's also not super original. You know, it's a lot of it is rehashing uh, the first movie. Just in case an audience hadn't seen it, it's still trying its best to feel uh, like its own thing at the same time. So some of the same ideas are reintroduced in this movie. So originality, somewhat, not really. So this also gets one out of two possible stars interesting? Well, there are things about it that I consider interesting, and there's things about it that I don't. Uh, most of the things that I consider interesting about it are things that you consider interesting about it before you even see it. So, for instance, the fact that it was a sequel that was made 30 years after the original, that alone is interesting. The fact that it has such an expansive and explosive cast that you know uh, before actually seeing the movie, that's another explosive fact that would make it really interesting and make you want to see it. However, once you actually get going and you start watching it, it's really not that interesting because it's super boring, just like the first is. So, this is another one of those things where it's neither here nor there, so one out of two possible stars for interesting the writing category, if we add up all those points, we get 7 out of 10 possible stars. So, altogether, our subtotal is 13 out of 20 possible stars. So let's keep going. Our next category is BTS, Behind the Scenes. Stick around. Next up, we're looking at BTS, Behind the Scenes, which also goes into five uh, subcategories. Those, of course, are visuals, the cinematography of it, the editing the advertisement, and the music and sound. Now, 
Before I actually get into each and every one of these, I want to first and foremost say that before you see this movie, you kind of expect this category to win on all fronts because it's so obviously attempting to dive deep into how it looks and feels. And that's actually very accurate. Everything in this category is going to get perfect points. And uh, that's exactly how it goes. So when it comes down to the visuals, it is a very visually stunning movie. Uh, so was the first one, and it even impressed me a little bit more because it took things to the next level by making some of those graphics of the cityscape specifically look like the original movie. It, yes, it looks more authentic as far as CG is considered, but the the color grading and just everything looks like how they imagined the city would look like back in the 80s. So that part alone was impressive. And just just everything and how it just looks, how it feels, it's all part of the visuals. And that definitely gets two out of two possible stars. The cinematography, definitely. They knew what they were doing. They had a vision in mind when they started the movie. Regardless on if you consider this a boring movie or a fascinating movie, they knew what they were doing when it came down to making the movie feel and look how they wanted to. And a big part of that was the cinematography. The camera work uh, was very well done. Two out of two possible stars there. Uh, Editing-wise, it all kind of ties together. Um, so a lot of what they were doing here as far as editing was considered, was very well done. I can't really think of anything particularly that stood out right now because I saw it yesterday, but I know that there were a few uh, in elements in the movie that made me... Okay, this was very well done, put together uh, seamlessly, so editing gets two out of two possible stars. As far as advertising is considered, there's only one thing that I might consider slightly... Uh, false advertising, though it's not a huge deal, and that's the fact that Harrison Ford doesn't really show up for, like, two hours. Um, it's slightly false advertising, given how he's in all the trailers and all the posters and all that. It's one thing that I might say, but once he actually shows up, it is as you would imagine it to be, so I am going to forgive that little hiccup. So, I'm going to give this two out of two possible stars as well. Um, as far as the music and sound goes, while I wouldn't sit down and listen to the soundtrack for Blade Runner 2049, I will say that it is ethereal. It adds to the movie. It makes it feel like it should. Uh, so, as far as the music considered, without it, the movie wouldn't be what it is. So, two out of two possible stars for the music. So, as imagined, it would be... The behind-the-scenes category gets a full whopping 10 out of 10 possible stars. All right, let's keep on going. The next category is the narrative arc category. Now, we are looking at the narrative arc category, which goes into the subcategories, of course, of introduction, inciting incident, uh, obstacles, climax, and falling action. The reason why I have this specifically is because a lot of critics will look at a movie and say, oh, well, the first act is this, and the second act is this, and the third act is that. Well, that's all fine and dandy, but that's not what I like, because, once again, it doesn't go as into depth as I would like to go in a movie review. Instead, I look to 
the narrative arc structure. The narrative arc, like I said, it goes uh, further into detail about certain things. This is a perfect example of why I do that. Because, first of all, we're looking at the introduction, which is fine. It, it does start off with one of those opening scroll uh, text introductions, which is uh, fine for a lot of people. For, for me, I consider that a, to be a little bit cheap. However, because it also has a further introduction showing you Ryan Gosling and how he is a Blade Runner, his interaction with Dave Bautista in the very beginning, that all acts as its own introduction, which I do consider strong, so this gets two out of two possible stars. The inciting incident is when uh, he discovers his mission in the movie, mostly, which is to find a specific replicant. I won't go into details, as that will spoil you on the story. Just know that that furthers, further alongs the story and gives it direction, gives it plot, gives it meaning. So two out of two possible stars for that. The obstacles, it's kind of a detective mystery. Uh, lots of clues to find, lots of things to run into. So definitely, this gets two out of two possible stars for that. However, I do consider this to be kind of anticlimactic. I don't think it is as good as it possibly could have been because I consider the whole movie to kind of be the same. Kind of boring, kind of slow, kind of drab. The same kind of applies for the climax. While I don't really consider it to be a big explosive thing. So, um, I will say this. The climax was a little anticlimactic. It was fine. It was what it was, but I wish it was more. So one out of two possible stars for that. The uh, falling action does calm down, does return to a new sense of norm, which is the kind of thing that I want to see with the falling action. So that gets two out of two possible stars. So in this case, the narrative arc category gets nine out of ten possible stars because we looked more in-depth with everything, which I don't think you really could see with only three acts. I don't know. You'll, you decide on your own. Next up, we're looking at the entertainment category. Stick around. All right, now we're looking at the entertainment category. Uh, this goes into five subcategories as usual, uh, and those subcategories are how rewatchable it is, how much of a fun experience you have of watching, uh, if you have any kind of impulse to buy it, any kind of impulse to talk about it, and if it sucks at the audience in. This is the only category in my list that I consider to be um, bias, because if you're completely honest with yourself, Bias is in everything you do. You can't have anything without bias. So in this kind of case, you have to say, you know, there's a place for everything. As long as you put it in its place, there's nothing wrong with it. And this is the place for the bias. This is where everybody with bias would pretty much have bias for a movie. And that comes down to how entertained you were while watching it. You can respect it for being as good as it is. Uh, on a technical level, but when it comes down to enjoying it, that's important for a movie. You can't say, oh, this is the best movie in the world without saying how entertaining it is. So let's look into that. How rewatchable is this as a film? In my opinion, it's, it's just not rewatchable. I had to push through this movie because I wanted to stop it. I wanted to stop it because I was so incredibly bored while watching it. I don't care what the concept is. I understand it. I can respect it. But as a movie, as an entertaining movie, I was bored. 
So this gets zero out of two possible stars. As a fun experience, it kind of just kind of blends right into that. Did I have any fun while watching it? No. The reason why this is on here is because, yeah, sometimes it may not be the most uh, entertaining movie on a technical level, but you have a lot of fun while watching it. Uh, but this isn't one of those movies. This is not a fun movie. It's a boring movie. Zero out of two possible stars. Do I have any impulse to buy it or own it? For a lot of people, this would be where they get the points because it's Blade Runner. For me, though, I would kill myself if I owned it. So, zero out of two possible stars. Any impulse to talk about other than the fact to say stay away from it, in my opinion, because it's boring? No, not really. So this also gets zero out of two possible stars. Uh, does it suck me in? It pretty much uh, doesn't. It throws me out, if anything. So this also gets zero out of two possible stars. Guys, the entertainment category gets a whole whopping zero out of one uh, out of ten possible stars. Zero. Next up, we get into the nitty gritty with the specialty category. Stick around. Finally, we move on to the specialty category. Now, what the specialty category is, guys is a category that differs for each and every movie because no matter how many movies you watch, you know that you can't rate each and every one exactly the same because there are things about each and every one that differ from the other. You know, apples and oranges. So you can't do the same thing every time. So that's why I created the specialty category. Now these have five subcategories as well and these are all five questions that I wanted to know before I saw the movie. So they differ. And and the score also changes. Instead of being 0, 1, or 2 possible stars, it's 0, 5, or 10 possible stars because these are the things that really, really define the movie on their own. There are things like genre. There are things like actor-specific, director-specific. If it's a sequel, if it's an adaptation, a, a part of a bigger universe. These are things that really define how people see the movie. So for me... The first thing that I want to know is how Harrison Ford does. And Harrison Ford is a great, great actor. Uh, Blade Runner is part of where he began as an actor. It's part of what defined him as an actor for the rest of his life. So how did he do here? To be completely honest, now that he's in his older age, this is perfect for him. Because he plays a moody, grumpy guy, which is what he always does nowadays. And it, it fits him really well. However... When it comes down to remembering him for roles, I can't really remember him for this role. I can't really remember him for the first Blade Runner role. It's, maybe it's just a preference thing, but it, it's whatever. I, I remember him more for Indiana Jones. I remember him for, more for, uh, you know, Star Wars. And, and quite honestly, a, a lot more than I do for him here. He does a good job, but it's not something I'm going to remember him by. So for this, I'm going to give him 5 out of 10 possible stars. Next up, I want to see about Ryan Gosling. We all know Ryan Gosling has talent. We all know he can perform. He can act. He can very well act. So how does he do here? Is this going to be a movie that I remember him for? Uh, no, kind of the same as Harrison Ford. He does a very, very well job. But other than that, I can't really speak for him. He, he does a good job. I'm not going to remember him for this movie because this isn't a very memorable movie, in my opinion. I'm going to remember that he's in it, but that's as far as it goes. So, 5 out of 10 possible stars again. 
Next up, this is a sequel. So when it comes down to sequels, I want to know two things. One, did it have to be made? Did they add anything new? Did it have to be made? No. Of course it didn't. That's the whole reason why it hasn't been made for 30 years, is because the first movie works so well as a standalone movie. It uh, offers an idea, and it sticks with that idea, and uh, the second movie doesn't really uh, do much more but reinforce the same idea. The idea of what makes us human. What makes us alive. Uh, so both movies ask the same exact questions. Both are equally discussable uh, in the same way because it asks the same questions. Um, did it have to be made, though? Probably not. Did it have anything new? Yes. And, and the thing that it adds also extends the question of what makes us alive, what makes us human. Um, so in that case, I will say that it adds something new in a way, but it never really needed to be made. So this only gets 5 out of 10 possible stars as well. Next up, I want to see how well it does with action, because I expected action. It looks like a sci-fi action, you know, kind of a thrill. It's what it looks like when I'm, I'm imagining it. And that's not entirely what it is. While there is action in it, while there is violence in it, it's not an action movie. It's more or less a dramatic mystery detective story. And because of that, you know, I was bored. Um, so, I won't say there was an action, because there was, but not as much as there, in my opinion, should have been. So, once again, 5 out of 10 possible stars. Finally, was it halfway decent? Did they make the movie that they intended to make? Screw the fact that I hate it. Screw the fact that I find it boring. Did they succeed in making the movie that they wanted to make? And if they did, they deserve credit for that. And in my opinion, they did. They made ex they exactly made exactly what they did. And they did a great job at making the movie that they wanted to make. So this definitely gets 10 out of 10 possible stars. So, all together, guys, the final score for Blade Runner 2049, for me, is 62 out of 100 possible stars. 62%. Guys, tell me what you thought about Blade Runner 2049 in the comments. And remember, for the podcast, subscribe to me if you haven't already. Like me. Review me. Five-star me. Do whatever. And uh, until next time, guys, peace out. Thanks for listening.